Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Payne, owner and founder of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Thank you for joining us today. I have uh, with us our co-host, Isaiah Chass. And I have Peter Cohen and Maggie Jensen from PCI Landscape Architecture. Uh, PCI Ecological. We have a uh, we we have civil engineers, landscape architects, biologists, ecologists. So multidisciplinary. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, the reason why we, we had you on the, uh, the the podcast today was to follow up. We had a great podcast with you regarding Scotts the, the evolution of the Scotts Ranch project, and uh, and uh, some of the the things the uh, the components that you were able to work with the developer that way. That's that. I think really is going to benefit the community and you two have been working together now to kind of kind of put some of the designs and some, kind of make the ideas come to fruition that way and so it's great to have you back down on the podcast and we want to hear we, we've been we know nothing about it at this point so so this is, okay, all, this is all new to us <laughs> and uh, we've been chomping at the bit I've been like emailing people like hey Peter what, what, what's going on like you know give us a little insight and he's like not yet not yet and then finally it's like okay now's the time so so uh what, what's been going on? What have you guys been working on that way? So. Well, you recall, uh, and thank you for having us again. Of course. Uh, you'll recall we, uh, when we appeared on your earlier podcast, mm -hmm. we were talking about what a extraordinary collaboration it has been between the community, um, the philanthropic community, uh, Sonoma County Regional Parks, and the developer, right. um, and that it would result in in this extraordinary parkland gift, 47-acre parkland gift uh, to the community uh, uh, of Petaluma and the larger Sonoma County community. Well, all along the way, we needed to make sure that we had a skill set of people to develop the park side. Sure. And you recall uh, Steve Abs was handling the residential side, and I understand he's continued to collaborate with you as well. Well, yes, we had this extraordinary gift that we were collectively able to achieve, but throughout the development of this gift, we had a, a team that uh, was singularly focused on planning the park project, the f how to preserve the land and create this 47-acre extension of Helen Putnam Re Regional Park. So one of the huge gifts to the community uh, was the opportunity to have Maggie Jensen and uh, Brunuski Chatham? Chatham. Chatham uh, as the landscape and park architects for the entire period of the park planning. And, you know, in a, in a very thumbnail way, um, she was making reference to the extraordinary team that she she's had, but over the time of the project, we've seen not only her skill set brought to the planning part of the project, but her entire team. And, uh, and I know within the community we had uh, debates about, you know, who was the most environmentally committed uh, uh, leaders within our community. 
But within that debate, at all times, we had Maggie Jensen and the extraordinary uh, uh, environmentalists that are part of her team, um, civil engineers, ecologists, hydrologists, all you know, singularly focused on the land and how to preserve the land, how to enhance the land and prevent it from degrading any, any further. So when you think about it, not only was there a 47-acre parkland gift, there was another gift of this talented team of environmentalists who, as the project continues to go forward, are making all the detailed plans around how to enhance the habitat and move this project along in concert with Sonoma County Regional Parks. Uh, and every step of the way, uh, Maggie's been working so well uh, with uh, Sonoma County Regional Parks in the county, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you're too kind. Thank you, Peter. That was very sweet. Uh, it was 2015, I looked when Greg Colvin uh, first, and you first reached out uh, to, to us. We had done the design for the Jenner Headlands um, okay. Park uh, out on the coast. We brought that through the design and planning phase. That was another long project. Um, but eight, eight years, that's impressive. It's a long game wow, yeah, with some of is. these projects, especially when you have... You know, this particular site has the federally threatened California red-legged frogs. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you have a species like that on a property, it makes that planning effort, uh, you know, it, it longer, uh, the need to be more thoughtful. Um, but it's been wonderful working with uh, Kelly Creek Protection Partners and Sonoma County Regional Parks to, you know, bring the vision to life. So... Totally. You said, so you did uh, work at the Jenner Headlands. Is that, are projects like this typically what you guys take on or is it um, just a small it's, 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 it's like one arm of the company. Uh, we specialize in river restoration for endangered coho salmon mm. and steelhead. Uh, so basically restoring rivers that have been degraded to provide habitat, um, you know, fisheries projects, fisheries restoration. We also do upland and wetland restoration, you know, lots of native planting. Um, parks, we've done Jenner. We have one in the works construction right now. Uh, Hitch, uh, sorry, Healdsburg Fitch Mountain. Okay. So sure. they're opening up the whole mountain to the public. Mm -hmm. And we did the public access design Very for cool. that. So that's under construction. And then we've worked on a slew of Sonoma County Regional Parks projects. Um, we've worked on Taylor Mountain, North Sonoma Mountain, and we've got a couple in the works right now with them as well. Awesome. You guys are definitely a good fit for this project. <laughs> yeah, it sounds and, like it. And so there, there's uh, kind of to uh, your point, Sean, about <laughs> the various uh, steps that need to be taken. Uh, you know, the, it's one thing for us to get approval at the beginning of the year by the uh, Planning Commission and City Council, delighted that it was uh, unanimous. Uh, but again, it wasn't going to then be a kind of a willy-nilly uh, implementation. There are a lot of permits that had to be uh, uh, achieved. And again, Maggie and her shop is happens to be marshalling. Uh, that activity. We were before the um, 
Historic uh, Cultural Preservation Committee uh, earlier this month to get landmark uh, designation for the for the red barns, uh-huh. the three major red barns that are there uh, on the property. That was needed in order to uh, have the land separated into two separate maps: the real estate portion. Two parcels, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, okay, and and so. There's been this kind of activity moving it along step by step, and it really just underscores uh, that the undertaking in partnership with the city of Petaluma, Sonoma County Regional Parks, that it's continuing to be a very thoughtful process. Uh And so uh, 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 as we go through this, um, the col- the collaboration just continues. Um, when we were before the uh, historic uh, uh, committee, uh, there was a, a point that got raised that this gift to the community comes to the community through Sonoma County Regional Parks, right? Mm. So Steve uh, Errett, the project manager for Sonoma County Reg- Regional Parks, appeared with us. Um, the applicant itself was Steve Abbs mm-hmm. of David Owen Homes because they still own the property, right? Right. Uh, but all of us as parties and interests were there. And uh, Steve did, a, I thought, a very fine presentation about the kind of flexibility one needs in order to uh, preserve these historic buildings and the importance of the uh, uh, historic designation. And just like this conversation is very organic with the Historic Commission. It was very uh, organic on uh, September the 5th, and um, they listened and heard the concerns of Sonoma County Regional Park, and I think in their decision to advance it on to, uh, uh, to favorably advance it on uh, to the Planning Commission and City Council, they took into consideration uh, this land is going to be managed and be a part of uh, Helen Putnam Regional Park. And so they wanted to accommodate uh, the needs of, uh, of regional parks in the implementation of this. So it's, it's kind of a, a, a gradual process um, that assures that the land will be properly preserved and protected will be properly enhanced uh, and, and improved. Uh, I think if, if the truth be told, we would have happily purchased and passed it on uh-huh. if it could be done that rapidly. Sure. But of course it, it, it could not be. So again, the partnership and the collaboration continues. And again, I don't think we could have a finer team to facilitate that partnership than uh, Maggie and her team. So it's uh, it's looking very good. That's great. That's great. Can, can you go into some of the specifics of, sure. of what you guys... So for like people that, that didn't listen to the last podcast, not only is the size of Helen Putnam going to be increased as a result of this project, but also access for the public as well, correct? Can, That's can correct. you go into some of like the, sure. how the access is going to be improved? That yeah, way? we're planning for a 27-space parking lot off D Street. Um, so that will be an additional access. Sure. And then you cross a bridge into that Red Barn Center. Okay. So the bridge goes over Kelly Creek. It'll be really pretty. It'll be 
up kind of in the canopy, being able to see the confluence of the D Street tributary and Kelly Creek. And then you emerge into the Barnes Center where we'll have all sorts of an interpretive things, embracing the agricultural history of Petaluma, environmental education, because it is such a unique ecological site. Um, you know, we have uh, stories to tell about the watershed. We have stories to tell about the frog and all the other species that inhabit uh, the property and all the restoration work that we're going to be doing as well. I think it's important for not only kids, but all of us to know that, you know, just keeping something the way it is isn't always the best idea. Right. That our, you know, natural systems need enhancement. Mm -hmm. You know, they need love and care. The Scott Ranch has been ranched, I think, you know, for over, it's been a long time since there's been any kind of management, mm -hmm. decades. So the land has really degraded. So we'll be doing tons of native planting, um, enhancing the width of the riparian corridor, fixing erosion. There's a massive gully that we're going to be fixing. Um, and then adding that public access element with the trails. So you emerge into the Barnes Center, and then what we call the North Trail will connect you to um, Helen Putnam Regional Park. And then the long-term vision is there'll be a South Loop Trail, and that'll be about a one-mile loop, which is great for dog walking. It's great for... Um, you know, people can walk from town. The The access for people on foot and bike is wonderful. Mm -hmm. A lot of, you know, regional parks are far out. So this one is close to the city center and some underserved areas as well. So we're really excited about that. Cool. When you talk about the barn center, can you kind of give us an idea of like what you envision as yeah. someone's walking into, it, into that? Yeah. So there is work to be done. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, on the barns themselves, but the ultimate vision, once all the funding has been acquired for the restoration of the barns, um, right now, you know, we're getting structural engineers on board to look at what it takes to at least preserve the structural integrity. But then beyond that, um, there's one building that could potentially be a, um, you know, museum for antique farm equipment. Oh, perfect. Another cool. building that could be an interpretive area to show how they milk the cows and kind of recreate the whole That's farm really cool. scene. Yeah. Of course, it's all, you know, subject to coordination with regional parks. Sure, and funding and whatnot. To yeah. see if we get there. But that would be the idea for that. And then there's some service vehicle parking, bus parking. Um maybe some like raised beds, a hand pump with kind of displays uh. because they farmed, you know, it was more than just cows at that point, of course, chickens yes. and all kinds of crops. Uh, there's a really interesting historical report mm. um, on, you know, what they used to farm because you couldn't just go to the grocery store and get everything. Sure. Uh, so it um, it's exciting and we want to re recreate some of that. We'll be putting a permanent restroom in uh, which will be a nice feature, and that'll be in the style of the Red Barns. Um, and then we will maintain the pasture areas. So there'll be an area like a livestock corral area where we can bring the animals in a little closer for field trips and things like that. So there will be some animals, farm animals there as well? So it'll be kind of like maybe a little mo model farm or like... so. 
Um, well, th we're going to keep the land. The idea is to keep the land on at least some sort of grazing, oh, okay. at least for um, fuel management for sure, wildfires. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's part of the vision for okay. the park is that um, there will still be animals there. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's great. That was one of my questions to you when I was e emailing you. It was like, I think it would be a shame to just rehab the buildings and then just let them sit there and kind of like as like... Like a museum. Yeah, like a museum. Well, yeah, just as you're looking at it, like, hey, that's a great old building, but what did it actually do? So to actually, like, bring a lot of people to come in and see the old equipment and have, like, an educational component to it, I think it's, like, really important that way. Yeah. So, For field trips and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. the really dream. Cool. You know, uh -huh, sure. So because, like, I mean, dream. you're surrounded by schools <laughs> like, within that community. Like, yes. you have so many schools just within, like, a half mile of that of right. that area. Oh, that yeah. Way, so. it, yeah. And it's, like... If you think about it, the property's still within city limits. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really become very rare to have this pastoral landscape, you know, the rolling hills, the beautiful riparian area with the creek, and then these old barns within city limits. That's what all of Petaluma <laughs> used to look like. Right. And it really, that's one of the things that excited me about the project, because it's like this treasure, and you can't get that back. Uh. So, you know, preserving that um, for everybody to enjoy is, is really meaningful. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. You know, it sounds like a great project. Um, is there any other components that, that you'd like to let the public know about or anything like that? Um, Are you working on the roundabout as well? Uh, Davidon is doing the roundabout. Okay. There'll be a sidewalk along Windsor that will connect wraparound to D Street. And then there'll be an interior trail within the park uh so that will improve public access you know because w will there be a sidewalk that goes pretty much all the way up from downtown to the park at that this point that last section to the roundabout right yes yeah so yes. i mean that like, like from really, like el rose yeah yes yeah. exactly from el rose yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so like that last portion that that's a little uh, uh probably a little dangerous at this point for most right. people to right. walk you right. know right like so like now that finishes yeah. the piece there so yeah. people can get that access yeah you know yeah. rather than go up through like uh westridge and, and that and, area and that's how um the feedback we received during the planning people were scared to bicycle uh have their children in strollers along there and so that was a huge commitment on the part of david on to uh complete this the the sidewalk there now the other thing that's gonna naturally be solved for the for everyone is that the high speeds of cars coming into uh, Petaluma, mm -hmm. that's going to go away uh, because they're going to have to slow down, slow down well somewhere. ahead. Right. There's kind of almost a, a blind curve as you leave this the city, mm -hmm. and right now people co can go charging by. All that's going to have to stop, and they'll have to slow people before the curve as they're coming in because there, uh, if I recall, there will be a left turn lane into the parking lot yep. from that mm -hmm. way and then as people are coming out of the city there'll be a turn in as well so all that will will do the very thing that the public asked for right what can we do to make this whole area much safer uh for walkers and and the other exciting things for folks in wheelchairs oh yeah that's what i was gonna get to is like you have a smaller trail sometimes for you know helen putnam it's the access and then the trail itself is i mean the trails can be kind of uh steep and intimidating you they, know they, so they are yeah and, so um this is going to be the flattest yes. entry <laughs> yeah because we're following it. so we're following the top of bank along the creek 
And so the gradients are such that at least by, um, you know, uh, outdoor recreation standards, these trails will be accessible. Right. So, like, I'm not exactly sure. I would just assume you're going to be behind the housing component, which is kind of a relatively flat area up there. Like, w when you go up above the barns there, where where, where uh, uh, the Scotts Ranch would be, is more of a, uh, a flatter area up there. That's why the housing is kind of yeah. going in that way. So. Yeah. The, the homes will be kind of gently blended into the existing homes right, right. Yeah. On, on the uh, west side of Windsor, and the majority of the homes will be on the east side. side. Yes, yeah. yes. And, so I think there's nine on the, I can't remember, I have yeah. to look it up again, but yeah. nine on the west and the majority of them on, on the east. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and the way it worked out, they're all in the upland least sensitive areas, so I think it's worked out really well, and they'll have a beautiful park to enjoy. Mm -hmm. so. Right, right. Will that one mile trail connect, possibly connect to the other trails too, if like someone uses that, or is it going to be a totally independent trail in oh. itself? Complete integration. Okay, yeah. cool. So if someone wants to, yeah, yeah, wants to. Yeah, the Parks is actively trying to get that leg constructed. Okay, so cool. And it'll probably go in before our piece is ready. I see. We have like a full year of design and planning because we need permits from various agencies, sure. U.S. Fish and Wildlife, California Department of Fish and Wildlife, Army Corps of Engineers, Water Board, City of Petaluma. It's so it's a lot to get through. Right. Yeah, the bridge is, the bridge adds adds to it, I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so do you integrate it or will they integrate it into what you've created? Um, so we're collaborating, we're working together, you know, we meet with regional parks uh, at least, you know, once a month or bi-weekly to check in and talk about progress and they they would complete that leg and then mm. we would complete our phase one and they would hook up together. I see. Yeah, so it would be a continuous trail. Cool. Mm -hmm. That'll be a really cool part. Yeah. Kind of finishes off Helen Putnam that way. So. It does, yeah. It adds a really nice piece to it. Yeah. Now, you had asked at one point about, um, in our ongoing conversations, about community gardens. Uh -huh. Yes. And uh, so when we were before the city uh, at the beginning of September, we asked that question on uh -huh. your behalf. Oh, did you? Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And, uh, um, and Steve Arrett, um indicated that for the most part, uh -huh. um, the community gardens are more centrally located in communities. And because it takes particular care and coordination that uh, regional parks uh, uh, have partnered with nonprofits to care run, for them. Run, oh, that yeah, makes sense. And, and uh, because they don't have the wherewithal themselves uh -huh. to to create the community gardens, and so the suggestion was maybe that would be a better activity in a city in the city park. I see. But they're open. Okay. They're, they, they, are, they are open. I, I would hope that that would maybe revisited because while I understand the location that way, I'm going to go back to the proximity of the schools. Mm -hmm. and, and talking about the history of our agriculture, it, it would be really cool yeah. to implement some something like that, talking about growing like, you know, we, we did more than chickens and, and, and cattle here. So to incorporate something like that there and teach the kids, because again, like, I can understand what they're saying about centrally located, but in terms of like find a park that's closer to five schools 
Right. I think it's good for demonstration. Yeah. So, but, but in terms of like, you know, people renting out plots for. No, definitely. Oh, gotcha. No, but I would just yeah. talk about the educational component. Totally. So I people totally, can see yeah. that because like, I can understand what they're saying, but I'm going to say I disagree with that because well, like, again, like. We have it on our plan. There. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> well, I'll talk like, again, pull up a map and try to five, five schools closer to another park. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're it, not going to be able to. There's going to be so, so much to teach the kids. And I forgot to tell you one of the most important feature of the barn centers there is an outdoor classroom so an area of so, that's great so that's 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 where like i really would hope that there would be some kind of component there because again like i do think that you're surrounded by schools and this yeah. is this is an opportunity to teach kids about the history and, and maybe have them pick up some interest in agriculture too. yeah so. yeah and it, we take it for granted those of us who you know live on properties where we can grow food yeah but exactly that's not yeah. the case for everybody so yeah. some exposure like that is really a meaningful thing yep 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 and, and i do su uh, suspect that sonoma county original parks will take in the entire history of the land uh -huh because for hundreds of years before it was farmland it was native american land that's true yeah uh and so there's a rich history there that uh, i should think uh -huh. that uh, regional parks won't want to neglect as they make plans for this and 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 my question to him was in no way to to nix your 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 suggestion but pretty much uh because the gift is to Petaluma, but through Sonoma County Regional Parks, people who have good ideas about the park plan and so forth should be welcome to put forward those ideas to uh, regional parks. And uh, and during this period that uh, that uh, we're looking forward to taking ownership for a short period of time and. But our work is primarily around enhancing the uh, uh, the uh, uh, property as agreed to with Sonoma County Regional Parks, and uh, you know there's an extraordinary number of new trees that are going to be planted, and there's just a lot of wonderful things that's going to bring that whole area yeah. more alive than it is now, right? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, right now it's a very thin, it's a single band of oak woodland vegetation because the cows have had full access to the creek, so uh -huh. no understory plants have been able to grow. So like, you know, an oak mm. drops an acorn and it starts to grow. A, you know, second generation tree, you don't see that at all out there. Right. Um, so fencing those cows out of the creek, uh, fencing them out of the stock pond where the frog um, breeds, protecting the egg masses there, um, that will all be, uh, it's the phase one is a big endeavor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a big endeavor. And I forgot to mention the park, there's a second parking lot. Mm -hmm. um, it's off a new street like B Street, but it, it'll be one of the new streets that goes in with the development off Windsor mm -hmm. Drive. Oh, okay. And uh, that'll be a 10-space lot, but it should, you know, be good for access from anyone coming from the residential area. Oh, Is that, I that's see. That's where okay. the bathrooms are, right? Or is that It'd be above spot? that, I think. A little bit above that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, the, the western side where the housing component is, like mm -hmm. the nine homes or the seven sure. homes, I can't remember. Yeah. That's, that's where there would be an additional parking over there. Uh, yeah. So, it's... Well, it's on... 
It's on our side, the park side. So if, oh, okay. if you're like standing at the Red Barns, I would just like point up the right. hill and say, oh, sure. it's right up there. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's not much much there up there right now. It's just right off Windsor Drive mm-hmm. um, before you get to into the neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think it's important for people to understand that a lot of people want pieces of land like this just left untouched. And they want it to be what it is currently. But people don't understand that as they currently stand, they degrade and they need enhancement, yeah. like you said, just to allow it to not turn into nothing. Right. There's massive uh, erosion on the site. There's a giant gully. It's like over 10 feet deep and I don't know, like 100 feet long or something like that. And it's headed, it follows, so there's the stock pond, which is a man-made feature, right? A farmer way back when put a dam in the creek, Mm -hmm. and there you have the stock pond. So that creates the breeding habitat for the red-legged frog. So this, you know, federally threatened species is there, at least right now, because of a man-made element. (laughs) But Uh the stock pond is overflowing and causing this gully erosion, so if the gully doesn't get fixed over time, I mean, the gully is just going to threaten the stock pond, which is mm-hmm. where the frogs breed. So it's like in, in coming in to do the work, the restoration of the gully, in addition to the public access pieces, you know, we're preserving really that, uh, that threatened wildlife. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a good point. And a lot of people don't see it like that. It's like, just don't touch it. But, um, yeah, there's ways to touch things and make them better for people and animals. And the fire fire mitigation risk. I mean, that's the gateway to to Petaluma right there. Yeah. So being able to, and and there's quite a few eucalyptus trees around, so doing some some mitigation of there is probably like a really good thing. Yeah, a couple of those are going to be coming down at least in the the phase one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure, sure. No, I I can understand that. Are you able to talk about anything on timeline? Um, or is that still? I, I can, yeah. I'm it, So uh, everything's still contingent on funding. All of the funds for this, you know, Envision Phase 1 have not been fully raised yet. Uh, but if all goes well, um, the design and planning effort will take at least a year uh, to secure all the permits and finalize the design. And then... Construction could be late 2024. I think that's optimistic. I think we're mm-hmm. looking at early 2025. Um, so not too far out, but again, uh, contingent on, you know, there are there are funds, um, but the phase one is kind of, you know, it's like, oh, let's do this too. So um, hopefully we can do it all. And uh, yeah. Cool. And what is your funding mechanism? Like, how are you guys, wh- where's the funding coming from? It was multiple sources uh-huh. it's coming from the people uh-huh. of Petaluma and the philanthropic community and the Ag and Open Space District um, by the way the Ag and Open Space District of Sonoma County uh, did a supplemental grant in support of, of our work and uh, uh, we have the view that as there are there is a need for additional financial resources we're thinking because this is a gift to Sonoma County that that as partners, uh, the Ag and Open Space District, the Board of Supervisors would have a natural interest in seeing that any additional funds, supplemental funds, 
uh, are realized um, for this parkland gift. Sure, sure. Um, if, if you're in the community here and people um, want to hear more about this or, or want to contribute, want to donate, uh, what's the best way to do that? The, they can, website? Yeah, they can go on onto our website, uh, extend Putnam Park. Extend Putnam Park. Dot, dot org. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that up there on the and, podcast so uh, people can see it. And, that, and that's so, like, if anyone, that's the hub, if anyone wants to find out more about this project or anything of that right. nature. And they can subscribe to uh, our newsletter. Okay. Uh, we have a monthly newsletter that, you know, it provides, you know, uh, background on and really a progress report on the. Uh, uh, on the project so they can go to the website and and I think you know during the various hearings the public heard like little snippets right, because right. you know we had, each time you only had a few minutes at the public hearing one of the values of your kind uh, invitation uh, is that the public is now meeting in greater detail uh, and hearing about uh, Maggie and her team, uh, and and that's invaluable. Uh-uh. Um, and so we we appreciate you making the podcast uh, uh, available uh, to to the public. And uh, I think Isaiah, to to your point about that discussion about leaving the land as as it is, uh, I think that the project ended up getting approved because of the kinds of descriptions that Maggie and her team provided, totally. that if we leave it alone, this is how it's gonna be degraded. But if we go this way, this is how it's gonna be enhanced. And I think it carried the day with the Planning Commission and City Council. And I think it'll, it'll continue to carry the day when um, the public realizes that everyone who wanted to protect and preserve the land, they're having their way mm-hmm. because you couldn't find better stewards than uh, Maggie and her team, Sonoma County Regional Parks, and then all these agencies for which we're going to have to get permits. They're all going to be adding their views that will only en- enhance the. Uh, the 47 acre parcel. So it's, yeah, it's, it remains just a very exciting time for the community. And, uh, yeah. And anybody with, with good ideas should always, uh, feel free to and come, people, come forward. People can still continue to donate just because the project got approved doesn't mean that's where it stops. And it's, it's no, ongoing. no. Yeah. We, we still, uh, in our newsletter <laughs> indicate anyone who would like to help because uh, as Maggie has described, it's, it's, it's a huge phenomenal undertaking and uh, anyone who would like to contribute, we certainly welcome it. Sure. Is there like any obstacles that, that you're concerned about coming up that you feel that you need continued public support or involvement that way to help keep the momentum of the project going? I think the major hurdles uh, we're over, okay. But uh, with res- with respect to the different permit sure. entities, um, you know, we always welcome you know uh, additional support. But again, I, I think the the agencies that we're seeking to get permits from, they too want to see this project successful. Right. So they're going to be working with us, and uh, 
and that and again, Greg Colvin, uh, our our co-founder, and myself, we acknowledge him. We're mm-hmm. public interest lawyers, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and we've always felt that we needed the experts in environmental law, environmental and park planning, and so basically. Um, those are the experts, project experts that, that we've relied on. And that's, I think, what has nurtured the project and moved it on to where it is now. And I think that's going to get us over the finish line to all the different permits. Um, but, you know, we, we really do welcome uh, the goodwill of the community because this could not have happened but for that partnership between the philanthropic community, there are fellow residents, and um, Sonoma County Regional Parks, and the Board of Supervisors, uh, and of course, um, uh, David on Homes. Um, sure. They really did um, work uh, collaboratively with us. Um, you know, when we were earlier talking about the rich history uh, of that parcel in terms of it, um, for hundreds of years being Native American land before it uh, became a, uh, a part of Mexico and then a part of California. Um, David on Holmes sponsored that research as mm-hmm. a part of the historical application for landmark status. And, and the reason I'm mentioning that, it just underscores the kind of collaboration, ongoing collaboration of everybody contributed something to make these community gifts possible. So we're still very excited about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. That was a very cool project. I'm glad it, I'm glad everything worked out and that's going to be seen through, it sounds like. It sounds yeah. like you have quite a yeah. bit of momentum that way. Yeah, so. yeah. And there is funding, but to envision all we want for phase one, like let's do the permanent restroom. Right. You know, it's yeah. uh Yeah. And that and that was that came about as a result of um, speaking with re- regional parks early on in the project and uh, 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 Bert Whitaker, yeah. director, said to me, you know, Peter, most of our regional parks we have and beaches, we have outhouses. Uh-huh. And it dawned on us and we said, geez, wouldn't it be great if, uh, particularly in light of um, the fact that uh, a lot of folks who desire to get to parks are having difficulty accessing because of mobility issues. W- the thought was, and uh, wouldn't it be great if uh, there was a full service restroom uh, in this regional park so that the folks who were uh, uh, coming in wheelchairs and um, walking with strollers and so forth could have, could have that. And it was one of those very interesting moments. We turned to, uh, Steve Abbs, David on homes, and said, you know, you're going to be putting in this infrastructure for these homes, right. water, sewer. Uh, what about putting it in for the uh, uh, for some bathrooms? Uh, oh, that's great. And uh, and they agreed. And, right. And that's the kind of collaboration it has been along the way. The historical um, committee was very interested in those barns and that ranch area as a part of the gateway 
uh, uh, to Petaluma, and uh, the discussion even went to the point that there was like maybe we should just landmark the entire forty-seven acres, <laughs> and uh, and of course the dialogue then went no, you don't have to go that far. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it it's those. But the idea that everybody wants to see that as a gateway, and um, not only will that be a part of the gateway, but I think even the the roundabout, the roundabout itself will be a part of, of the gateway. Yeah. And, and you've seen some lovely uh, roundabouts here in Petaluma, think off Magnolia, mm-hmm. um, out by the cemeteries, mm-hmm. beautiful uh, roundabout. Sure. I think we envision, and I, I shared with Steve a photo of it, uh-huh. and, and I said, you know, this might be the type of roundabout that really does present this lovely gateway to Petaluma in addition yeah. to, to, and they're, uh, there again, I think they're, they're willing partners in that undertaking. Yeah, they, they build beautiful homes and I think they want to see this project be as good as it can be. So they're, yeah, putting in the turn lane, the sidewalk, the roundabout, um, yeah, from what we've heard, the collaboration with everyone involved has been incredible. It's it's impressive to this day how much has been done with every party involved to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And that's exactly how it's going to proceed <laughs> to completion. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yes, yeah. Once we pass the baton to Parks. Yeah. Uh, so it's very exciting. That's great. Well, on that note, um, is there anything else you guys want to get across that you haven't had a chance to? Any other tidbits or anything like that? Um, I think we covered pretty much everything that I had envisioned talking about. And I guess as people think about the park project, that even though the gates haven't opened uh, at the Scott Ranch, uh, everyone should be assured that the progress is being made, the planning uh, is going on, and again, thoughtful planning gets the best results. And so uh, even as it takes time to get the various permits, uh, I think we'd encourage everyone be patient. Yes, be, yeah. Because well, it's funny because I've been waiting eight years to actually start in earnest <laughs> because we've done this concept design, which got the project pretty far. But now we're doing our work uh, of doing all the detailed construction drawings, you know, getting the permits. Uh, so yeah, we are underway and progress, yeah, it's, it's happening. Yeah. yeah, and it was that concept design <laughs> that ended up persuading the policymakers, right? Mm-hmm. They thought it was just so well designed that it took into consideration um, the needs of the land and uh, and how to best protect the land. So all the, the, the work, and it was, it wasn't just a design, but it was a evolving design. Yeah, it was a team effort. <laughs> uh, the amount of times that concept has been revised, I think I have 25 renditions of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, because we thought, oh, let, let's do it this way, or somebody, you know, it, it just the amount of time that we spent getting through that process, it was an evolution that, you know, ideas were developed, people, you know, it, it became even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, and, and I think it's a comfort to everyone to know that there's an extraordinary team 
of very talented experts every step of the way marshalling this. And, uh, uh, and again, it only makes the end gift even better. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. Well, uh, thank you guys very much for coming on here today thank and you. explaining the project. And, and again, if there's something that comes up or if there's another phase of the project that you want to talk about or, mm -hmm. or specific plans, please come back on here because we'd love to have you back on here again. And we so, will happily do that. Okay, that's great. That's <laughs> great. Nice to continue. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. So uh, Maggie Jensen, Peter Cohen, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, I'm Sean Payne. This is Isaiah Chass. If you've liked what you heard today, please hit like and subscribe so you can see, uh, he see and hear future content. Uh, uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Bye, everyone. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.